everybody. Welcome to another edition of We Talk Photo. I am your host, John Peterson, along with my co-host, Jack Graham. Morning, Jack. Hi, everybody. Happy How's holidays, going, I think. John? Say again? Is it raining in Portland? It is raining in Portland. That's what keeps us You green. know what that means? That means it'll be raining here in about five days. Yeah. Yeah, not a lot. We're still projected for a drier winter, but, you know, I did see that some of the models for El Nino are breaking down, so it won't okay. be as strong of an, of an El Nino as what they originally forecast. So You know, it's the weather. They have computers. They have everything, but yeah, it's going to do it. It's they gonna... can't predict it. No. So, Jack, this is our. Uh, this is probably our last podcast before the holidays and the start of the new year. So we're uh, time flies. Doing a little. Yeah, time does fly. It's been a busy year this year, and uh, and uh, kind of looking forward to turning the tables. We'll talk about next year here in just a second, but uh, yeah, we kind of wanted to do a little bit of a holiday episode. Talk about a few fun things and. Uh, see where the conversation goes you know before we get going john because when we finish these podcasts sometimes i don't know about you but when you get to be really old like me you forget things so before we and you know not not things off for the podcast i i just want to thank everybody i want to thank you john and i want to thank all my my really good friends for um you know, their thoughts, prayers, everything with this little medical thing I'm dealing with. And just to support, you know, over the years, man, I look through my contacts on, uh, I, I do a purge every year and I get rid of some contacts that I, you know, I really don't need in there because there's so many. But boy, I, I am so fortunate, you know, to have met the people through photography and music and some other things. But for those of you who are watching, thank you all for everything and workshop attendees and just whatever. I just take a minute to do that. I yeah. Think, yeah. I, I echo your sentiments, people. Jack. It's do been that. a, it's been a wonderful year and, and lots of great people in our lives. And, and, you know, you, you have said for a while now, it's not, what we do is not a lot, not as much about the photographs, but it's more about the experience. And with totally. and with that, I will say the the people that we meet on these things and the friendships yeah. that we develop. That's, in my opinion, kind of the true joy of of what it is that we do here. So yeah, I mean, I I, I got a text from from I'll say his name from Tom Morris. You know Tom, yeah. He's a client from Ohio, great guy. And, you know, out of the blue, how are you feeling? How's everything going? Just wanted to say hi, just seeing how you're doing. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I get a lot of that. And, it, you know, I mean, that's what life is about. It's not about, it it's not about the showing everybody how great a photographer you are. <laughs> Yeah, well, speaking of great photographers, I think I'll kick off. Uh, you and I talked about it a little bit, but I went and You're saw... You're going to talk about me? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, okay. Yeah. You are let's talk about you. <laughs> no, let's talk about Art Wolf. Uh, I was just... Uh, I was fortunate enough to go see his presentation this week in Portland, and he's got a new book out called Wild Lives, which is a, a 
compendium of, of hundreds of photographs. I think the book is about 400 pages long. It's huge. It's 11 by 14, and it must weigh about 20, 25 pounds. It's an amazingly huge book, but it was great to see Art say hi and, uh, and listen to him tell stories about uh, some of the various photographs that he has shot over the years. And, and even as I was sitting there watching him, you know, that guy has been to the four corners of the earth multiple times. It is so amazing. And, you know, again, I was reminded of what we just talked about. It's the experiences, not necessarily the photographs, but the stories and the experiences and the people that you meet. And uh, that is one blessed individual for his uh, ability to go out and do all that stuff. So if and folks, do it at the level that he does and do it at the level that he does, you bet. You know, so if you if you get a chance to see his presentation, go do it. If not, you know, check out book. his book. It's I, you know I, I I was talking to them the other day uh, about a few things and and I talked to Libby for quite a while and by the way Libby said that you and I probably should know the bear that's on the cover of that book yeah <laughs> I, I bet we photographed that bear yeah as well. I probably so so for those that are watching on YouTube sorry about the audio people here is Art's book if you can see it uh, I don't know how yeah, to get it to kind come of going in and out. Yeah, yeah, sorry. But it's this, it's this bear that's lunging in the river with its forepaws out of the water, and you can see its claws. And that's the one bear photograph I don't have yet that uh, I'm dying to get. But, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we've seen that bear. Not as good as arts. No. Um, maybe you should link that book on the show notes here. I will. Art and, I will for sure. Um, just so you all know, we're we're trying to get art on here, and I think it's going to happen, but that'll be down the road. But you know, he, he does travel and nature and and wildlife and some other things at the highest level, and there are few people that can do that. You know, yeah. people that could do one or two, but not all three or four things. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing, and yep. he's a hell of a nice guy and a great storyteller. So yes. Check it out if you can. Yes. So, Jack, you know, as we're as we're coming up to the end of the year, um, everybody in the photographic world starts to starts to publish their best of twenty, you know, twenty twenty three, and you know, every year I feel like I feel peer pressure that I have to do that, and. Uh, some years I haven't, but, you know, again, every year I sort of feel this peer pressure that that I need to do something like that. And it, it in a way, it kind of bothers me that I feel this pressure. And it's self-inflicted pressure. Um, but, there, you know, there's a value, I think, in, in looking back over the year and seeing what worked, what didn't. I mean, great learning opportunities. Um, and I, do, I can do that internally for myself. I just... It's the publishing and making a big hullabaloo, um, that self-promotion thing that I I just, I'm not a huge self-promoter, I guess. Well, you know, I hate to say it, but if you're going to be in the workshop business, 
Yeah. You know, the days of running an ad in a magazine, I, I never did it anyhow, but, you know, it's all social media and it's it's uh, doing what we're doing here, podcasts. Oh, yeah. You got to show. And videos and you have to stay, you have to stay out and out, you know, it's marketing, you bet. unfortunately. You bet. And unless you're someone like an Art Wolf, and Art does a lot of it too, but, you know, if you're at that level and you've been around for so long, you don't have to, but... What I would say is, you know, if you all want to do that, I, I love to see him. You know, if you yes. put us on your blog, if you do a best of, you know, send John and I an email and and let us enjoy your work. I would definitely, even if you don't put it on a website or somewhere, I would compile your 10 best photographs for this year. If I were, you know, someone who is... Uh, you know, a photographer. And I would go back to 2020 and look at your 10 best from 2020. And if there, if there's no significant improvement, specifically in your ability to see an image or, you know, if there's no, if no improvement, then 2024 may be a time to work a little harder or whatever, but oh, for sure. There's always... Whether you publish it or not, that's that's fine. But you all ought to be looking at your work. And I would say every three years, there should be some kind of an... And, and this goes for me, too. And I know John, but yeah. every three or four years, you go back three or four years, your work should be... I've had people tell me that my work is different. And for some reason, maybe it's just, you know, growing a little older or slowing down a little bit. And I'm I'm doing more simplification every year. And and I went back and looked. I said, you know, they're right. I am. And I didn't re even realize it. But it's good to go back and look at your work. And, you know, we love you all to take workshops. Good to talk about that in a minute. But you can do this on your own. You, you, you know, you all know what, if you see a, an image you're not happy with, you know it. Yeah. Believe me, oh, yeah. most of the time. And be critical and be 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 hard on yourself. But the, but the key is being able to articulate and learn from why I don't like it. That's yep. that's the hard part that I love to talk to people about. Yeah, yeah. It's getting that language and that critical eye of of why doesn't this work for me? So yep. let's let's talk about that real quick, Jack. You know why take why take workshops? I mean, you and I were were throwing this idea back and forth and and uh go ahead it's real simple you can you can't learn on youtube and you can't learn on google images there's no substitute for going and hear an art wolf talk there's no substitute oh, yeah. for, for watching how people go about their business who theoretically should know what they're doing and and getting feedback on location right yeah and not on location in a classroom but on location in the field yes huge difference and and that you know and especially for adults adult learning techniques you know taking a photograph, critiquing it, and then trying to figure out how to make it better on in the moment 
is one of the best learning opportunities around. And you don't, you don't get that with, when you're out with friends, um, you get it with people that are, that are there to instruct and teach. John, how many times have we done an image review and we're looking at people's images and we don't enunciate this, but we go, damn, how did did she see this? Uh I didn't see this. Uh huh. How did he, how did, man, where was I? What was I doing? Oh, yeah. I've been this place a million times. How did that person see that angle? It's all about learning, you know, and it's so important. It really is. Yeah, it is. So, you know, with with all of the wonderful learning, you know, and I think, I think YouTube, you said, you said the Y word, but YouTube is great for, for technical learning. I want to learn how to do something on my camera or learn how to do something in post-processing. Depending who's teaching. Depending who's teaching. everybody is. No, but you know, so YouTube's great for a how to technical side. But it doesn't, and, and you can't teach creativity via YouTube. And that's where the, the on-location, in-person types of discussions are so helpful is to grow your creativity. I know you and I harp on creativity a lot. But... And, and I, I guarantee you that, you know, if you talk to people who have taken workshops, for those of you who may, may be watching this, and maybe never taken one. Whether you do it with John and I, or with Art, or with anybody running workshops that that said he that knows what they're doing, you will leave inspired. You will leave inspired to go out and want to want to want to get out in 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 the world and enjoy where you are. You'll be inspired to, you know, try to tell stories using. A camera, just like a piano player uses a piano. Yep. Yep. It's a lot to it. It, There is, there is. So, you know, workshops are not, there's a, there's a purpose for them and, and a lot of value in them, I think. And, but the whole point is picking somebody who knows what they're doing and is a good teacher and a good leader and all that, you know, you and I have kind of beat that to death over, over time. Let me let me bring up another rant that I'm still sort of working on with you. And I know this is supposed to be a happy holiday episode. John, John said to me before we started, here's this, my goes, rant. this is happy holidays. No rants today. And I said, okay, I will be, I'll behave. Now look who's going to rant. Oh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rant on the topic of sharpness. Sharpness seems to have been, it, it's coming up a lot now with a lot of videos and articles and other stuff. And, and manufacturers making, you know, tons of really pushing the sharpening programs. And, and I talk to people and interact with them on workshops. And, and the, the emphasis that a lot of folks are placing on sharpness, I think, is misguided and misplaced. There's, there's, yes, photographs need to be sharp to a point, but that's not the sole defining factor of a photograph, whether it's sharp or not. And people are striving for tack sharpness from the immediate foreground to the distant background, which is unnatural. 
in my, you know, we, there's atmospheric haze, there's all of this stuff. And if the 10 mile distant mountain is not somewhat soft, then it doesn't feel right. It's not a natural image. And I think, I think that's sort of my, my rant is, is that, you know, there's, there's tack sharp and then there's acceptably sharp and beautiful images don't have to be tack sharp. We just have to have acceptably sharp and acceptable is how is the image going to be displayed? Is it just online? Is it printed? What's the viewing distance? And there's, there's natural levels of sharpness. And so, you know, yes, work on your techniques to get sharp photographs, but don't let sharpness be the defining factor for whether a photograph works or not. We're, creativity in art is not about sharpness. Couple of thoughts. Rant over. Um, let's talk about contrast versus sharpness. Okay. And let's talk about what happens when people add a, I'm a contrast guy. Yes, you I, are. I like a lot of contrast. If I put my contrast in my image and I, I start sharpening that, you're sharpening the contrast. Yeah. <laughs> And it's a, it's wrong. It, it it doesn't work. You can't sharpen. First of all, when you sharpen a photograph, you can sharpen it for web use on a monitor, or if you're going to make a print. Monitor is easy if you're going to sharpen. If you're going to make a print, you have to sharpen it based upon the distance you're going to be away from the print where you think you're going to hang it on the wall. So, John, that image that's in back of you with the trees and the Tetons in the winter. If you sharpen that, you can say, oh, I'm going to put this in my office and it's going to be five feet away. So you process it great, looks great, great photograph. You sharpen it up, everything's done. You save the file. Somebody comes in your house and says, boy, that's a great photograph, John. I'd like to buy that photograph and I'd like you to make a print for me. And it's I needed it at, at 24 by 36 or whatever. And you ask, where are you going to put it? And he says, I'm going to put it 25 feet away from where people are going to see it. And you go, oh no, I sharpened it already for five feet away in my office. What do I do? Guess what? Party's over. So I recommend not sharpening your images until you or sharpen, have a file for the web and then have, have your processed file unsharpened that you can go back to sharpen for the reason. Each, and the each application, you bet, you bet. Yeah. But contrast and sharpening are two different things and they both, <clears throat> they both together can be a prescription for a bad photograph. And we see a lot of it. Yep, 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 yeah, we do. So, folks, I think I think that's my that's my rant for the end of the year is don't focus too much on sharpness and think about acceptably sharp versus. I have a sharp. rant. You know what my rant is? Hmm. Really bad Christmas music in grocery stores. <laughs> God. Yeah. Well, it's the season, Jack. So, which is, which is a wonderful transition. So yes, holidays, yes, gift giving. What, it just kind of came to me uh, earlier this morning. What are some of the coolest gadgets that you've found 
this year for photography? Do you have anything? You know, I, I didn't. I didn't find a whole lot. Um, it, you know, I, I, I'm. I'm trying to make my camera bag smaller. But what I will tell you, I'm going to disappear for a minute. Not going far. But I have to show you, John. You're going to really laugh at me. Now. So, I carry an iPhone like everybody else, and. You know, when I'm out in the car driving around and I may not have my regular camera gear with me and I see something that I want to photograph, I take my iPhone out and take a photograph. And it does a really good job. But you have a little point in the shoot. Sony RX107. It's a great little point and shoot. It's got a Zeiss lens in it, 24 to 200. Uh, and, you know, it's, if you need to, I don't do it, but it'll shoot 20 frames a second. It's an amazing camera. Um, and it's just, it's it's about a grand. It's not cheap. Yeah. But, man, it fits in my I know. Hand. I know people that carry those as a primary camera. They're Because yeah. they're I mean, light, it, they're pocketable. Yeah. So that's about, my only, that's about my only toy. Wow. Um, here. I, I, I'm, 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 you know, my, my, my New Year's resolution every year is the same. To, to thin out my equipment. Yeah. You know, I've got Fuji lenses that, you know, are some of the older lenses, though good, don't work well on 46 megapixel cameras. So, I'm, you know, I've gotten rid of some of those, um, you know. Lots of little light. stuff. I think I think the one the one thing that came to the top of my list that was cool was the uh, you you turned me on to it. The uh, USB rechargeable uh, blower. Yeah, that Nightcore blower. Is has been a fantastic companion in my bag. Yeah, put a link on that uh, yeah, as I well. Yeah, for sure. So, and I will tell you the other thing that I did do this year. Yeah. Um, is I moved from breakthrough filters to case filters. There's nothing wrong with breakthrough filters. They're great filters. No color shift. They're just they're wonderful products. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with them. Why did I go to case? Um. They're equal, I think, equal to the breakthrough quality, but they're magnetic. So the, you know, the, and the way they the way they work on a lens is really good. And I could pop the polarizer or an ND on, boom, 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 very quickly. And that's the only yeah. reason. And right. in magnetic filters, I think Case has that. Their system is as good as you can find for ease of operation mm -hmm. um, you know at, at, at a reasonable price for what they do and, and they're great folks I, I know I've recommended Breakthrough for a lot of years and I still do I'm not no, I'm not supported by I don't get a dime from anybody anymore um, Breakthrough makes a great filter and I, I would still re highly recommend them if you want to screw a filter in. I know they, I don't know if they even brought out their magnetic stuff. I know they were talking they about were it. They were working on it. Yeah, I don't know. If they I don't know that it's even out. Um, but the case stuff, uh, and, and a number of people I know, Alistair Ben and a couple other people that I respect, 
have moved to that system. I did, and I, I think it's really good. Yeah. K-A-S-E. K-A-S-E, you bet. I think, you know, for me, it wasn't necessarily a toy or a gadget, but I was introduced to Leo Photo products yes. this year. Yes. I had heard about them, and, and, uh, but when my Gitzo tripod gave up the ghost in Monument Valley with you, um, I bought a, a replacement tripod to, to run out the rest of the year while my Gitzo was repaired, and I bought a Leo Photo. And the value and the quality and the performance of that really surprised me. And, uh, and they it's, make great stuff. They do. And it's now going to be my primary tripod because my Gitzo was unrepairable. And so it's, it got elevated. They to, make some great feet, too. Some yeah, great the spikes. The spikes. Yep. Yeah. Tripods. So if you just go to, go to B&H or Amazon, type in L-E-O-P-H-O-T-O. Uh, F-O-T-O. And you'll see all this stuff. John, I did it last year. I'm not going to do it this year, but I did gifts for 2022, I think. Yeah. It's on my blog. I'll send you the link for that when we're done here. And you can just link that because they also make a a panorama head that I use for vertical pans. Because when you do a vertical pan, you know, you've got to get that level and that level. And you're kind of, I have to, I'm, I have to do like five of them to get one that works because I move, you know. But on this thing, it's now so precise that I can knock it out with one thing. It's mm-hmm. on that document that I'm going to send you. Yeah, it's good stuff. They're a great company. Yep, yep, they are. I think the last the last thing that sort of caught my eye is a, not necessarily a gadget, but I just picked up a new book um, that's a little bit heavy, but it's called Visual Thinking from a, a, an author called Rudolf Arnheim, and he does art and visual perception. This is the companion yep. book to that. And uh, for those of you that want to dive into how we humans process visual information, Rudolf is the guy, and he does not have a Rudolf red nose. the red nose ring. Rudolf does. the red nose thinker. Yeah, he does not have a red nose, but visual thinking, Rudolf Arnheim. That that's a, a fantastic book. So, so Jack. Yeah. Um, what's what's going on for next year? What are you looking forward to for next year? Well, you know, for those of you who don't know, um, I've developed a uh, I've developed this autoimmune disease called myasthenia gravis, and what it what it is, it's your 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 muscles are controlled by your your brain, which. They did a CAT scan and found nothing. <laughs> it's a little joke. Um, but, uh, you know, I get tired easy, and I'm, uh, they're regulating medication, so um, I'm a lot better. It's going to be fine. Um, we had a client in the Eastern Sierra who had this, Mike Levine. Mike's been a great source of uh, uh, knowledge and support. I didn't even know he had it. So it's regu- it's it's totally controllable. They're in the middle of doing that now. So I've, for those of you, and I've gotten a few emails, why are there no workshops up on your website? Well, I'm not putting a whole lot up till this is controlled. I will be in the Palouse with John. Yeah. I'd say there's 95% chance of that. Uh, Eastern Sierra, I'm going to try to get out there with John. I'd say that's probably 60, 40 that I'll be there, assuming that everything goes well. And once I'm back and, and I'm, I'm feeling I can travel, um, you know, uh, 
more. Uh, there'll be more stuff going up. Um, but there's, I have a spring smokies here and a couple other things up on the website. Uh, but I'll be adding more. But that's why there's nothing there right now. Um, I had a fair amount of one-on-ones going on here, um, which was which is good. Uh, and I've got a couple private group things with um, some clients that want to go places as a group. And I'm going to Alaska with one, to Olympic with one. So, you know, uh, and a couple other things. So that's that. Um, I am, it's not a workshop, but I'm going to be out in Arkansas with um, Dennis Yarborough. You know, you remember Dennis, right? He was in the Palouse with us. With, I, know, uh, I know Dennis quite well. Yeah. yeah we text so all the time. He He's become an expert on eclipse photography. You should see the work he did. I was supposed to be with him in California or in Utah, Utah. for the last eclipse in October, and I couldn't be there because of this thing. Um, but he got some great stuff, and he studied this. He's been, he, so I'm going to learn from him. Dennis, if you listen to this, you're the best. Um, we'll be out there in, uh, in April. Uh, the It'll be 100%. But watch, I'll get out there in April. And you know what happens in Arkansas in April? It rains. Yeah. So Lots probably 50, 50 years going to rain. But if it rains, we'll yeah. drive down the Ozarks or something and do some photography. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I, I have to get my act together here. And it's slowly becoming better and better. And, uh, you know, um, I think this year and probably next year, John and I will probably get a little bit more and we're going to do this year. I just yeah. need to get this together. And Yeah, we're looking. See, I, but I know, am going to. I missed the Tetons this winter. Yeah. You don't know. We had a great gathering here in the Smokies with some friends that weekend. But I'm thinking Peterson's out in the Tetons and I'm doing this. So. Yeah, uh, I can't. Way or the other, I can't I miss the Tetons. So I got to do the. Year. I'm working on the permit for that for 2024 uh, this week. So, yeah, yep. looking forward to getting back there next year. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and you know, folks, I know. And John didn't ask me to say this, but you know, the stuff that John's doing, I I know he's gonna he's doing the Oregon coast and some others. John does a great job, and. You know, my clients. If if I'm not doing something, you, you'll other than hearing the same horrible humor <laughs> that you hear every workshop, um, uh, you won't hear that. But you'll get the same experience with John. So support him and you. work with him, thank and you. you'll come away with being a better photographer. Thank you, Jack. Yeah, All I'll right. send you, Bill. Well, any any uh, any final thoughts before we wrap this up? No, again, I just wanted to thank everybody for everything. Not just this year, but for this is next year will be, I think, do the math, it's about 24 years or 25 years for me in this crazy thing. And it's all good. It's all, it's all good. good. Very, very well, lucky. folks, thank you very much for being listeners of this wonderful little program that Jack and I do. And, uh, we both hope you have a fantastic holiday season. Stay safe above all else. And uh, don't forget to photograph during the winter. It's a magical time. So if you can, get out there and shoot. Cause well, plus one. Plus one if you're in the snow. Plus one 
exposure compensation. Plus one. That's the parting tip for the day. All right, folks. Well, thank you. Stay tuned. Happy holidays. Have a good one, folks, and we'll see you in 2024. Yes. Soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.